Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for joining me for this edition of Business Over Brunch. My name is Kima. I am your host and creator. I'm also the senior publicist for Maddie Clay, Branding and Public Relations, and the agency director for Redhead Creative Media Group. I'm super excited for this for today's conversation. I met this young lady a few months ago um, when she was in a room in Clubhouse, and in this room, um, everybody on the stage were chemists. And not only were they chemists, they were Black women chemists. And it was just an amazing experience to hear all these ladies talk about their experiences. And it was so inspiring because we often hear about how um, there's lack of diversity in the beauty industry. So it was such an amazing um, conversation, so much knowledge, so much power moving forward. And so I kind of, I connected with Rachel, who is just who we're going to speak with today. So I'm going to go ahead and bring um, Rachel up onto the conversation. Hi. Hi, Rachel. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So we're going to go ahead and talk about um, you and a little bit about who you are. But before then, of course, it's brunch time and we always have share brunch drinks. So today I'm drinking a little bit mocha macchiato. Um, so what are you having for brunch today? I'm having an iced coffee. <laughs> Yay. So we're both kind of in that coffee nice energy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So thank you so much for joining me. I know we've been trying to connect for a while, so I'm glad we finally have the chance to sit down um, and catch up with each other. So tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Uh, absolutely. Thank you for inviting me. I'm so excited to be here. Uh, so I'm Rachel Johnson. I'm the Charismatic Chemist, um, and I am from a little small town in Georgia. Um, but due to my career, I've been all over the United States, and now I'm currently in New Jersey uh, from uh, from. From this lovely introduction, yes, I am a cosmetic chemist. Um, I've been a cosmetic chemist for about eight years now um, in the contract manufacturing sector of the cosmetic industry. We're going to talk about that, <laughs> right? Right. The different, I want to talk about the difference between cosmetic and beauty industry, definitely. Um, but okay. yes. Uh, so that so through my career, I've worked with over 500 brands to develop their um, products from concept to retail. Um, and now I offer custom formulation and consulting services to help growing startup beauty brands um, expand their business into you know wherever they want to be. <laughs> awesome! I love it. So congratulations on starting the new company. So of course, I always want to know about people's name when they strike me um, as intriguing. So the charismatic chemist. I know it has a little bit to do about your personality, but what what made you choose that name for yourself? Uh, well, I actually thought it'd be like super late night. I was, cause I couldn't figure out what what my name would be. I didn't want it to be Rachel Johnson. I wanted it to be something catchy and memorable. So I was like, what what describes my personality? Like how I interact with people, um, and just like my job too. So most of the charisma comes from, of course, like how I interact with people and network, but also my formulations as well. Um, like how I formulate is, is full of charisma, like from the reviews that I've gotten over the years, like they, they like every aspect of it. Um, and most of the things that I put in my formulas come from me, you know, like how I think, how I act, the music I'm listening to, like artsy things, you know, I'm inspired. So that definitely transfers into my playlist. Awesome. So when you say things you put into your formulations, do you have your own product lines or just things that you use for yourself at home? I definitely do not have my own product line, uh, but I do use all the products that I have formulated uh, through other brands. Uh, so yeah, I, I really, really do. I'm kind of biased. <laughs> but, 
yeah, from other people's other people's opinions, yeah, they definitely it's definitely some bangers out there. Right. <laughs> okay, okay. You have to give yourself your own flowers. I love it. Yeah, so, um, I definitely use my own products. <laughs> right. That's great. And that's one of the benefits of being able to do that. So you don't have to go get it off the shelf. <laughs> no, you're <laughs> Wish I could do that. Um so let's go ahead and jump into the conversation. So with um, beauty brands, of course, we know that we're, I don't want to say I'm praying that we're coming out of, but, you know, we've been in this pandemic for the last couple of years almost. And there's a lot of people that have started um, brands, especially in the beauty industry. And we know that the beauty industry really didn't take a hit because we needed to be, you know, beautiful. We need to be relaxed. We still need to maintain our hair and skincare and different things like that. So for people who started their own brands or want to start their own brands, What's the difference or the benefits of going with a chemist versus a manufacturer or private labeling? Um, definitely, I would say your num the number one benefit of working with a chemist having one-on-one -on -one time with that chemist. Um, in other sectors of the business, you don't really have direct access to, to communicate with the chemist. So that's the number one benefit of working with the chemist. And also having a little bit more say-so over your formulations. So um, you really have the opportunity to, to start from scratch and dictate what ingredients are going to be in your formula until it's done, you know? And in other sectors of the industry, you don't really have that um, capability. Awesome. So you mentioned that you were a contract um, man with a contract manufacturer. So is that kind of where you were um, in your job? Like you would get the notes from whoever the initial person was, make it and then send it back to the middle person, to the client for feedback? Um, yes, that's one. of. So I've had a couple of jobs um, in the industry. And one of the jobs that I had was like that, um, where the information came from the brand to maybe a project manager or a customer service rep, and then they will relate to the lab. And you know, you know how the telephone game works, you know, yeah. like some things are lost in, lost in communication. And it's really vital for the chemist to, to get um, the feedback directly from, from the brand, just so that we get it from their mouth. Um, and we can take what they say, literally little things that they say and apply it to the formula in the lab. Awesome. So other than that one-on-one -on -one, um, and having control over the product, what's, um, what do you think is um, probably a driver or how can someone determine which, which one is right for them? Should they go with the chemist? Should they go with a manufacturer or should they go with a private labeler? Um, I would say it, the number one thing would be based off of your timeline. Um, if you if you're looking to launch your product um, pretty fairly fast, um, a chemist is probably not your best option for developing your product because that timeline tends to be a little bit longer than other sectors of the industry. Um, also, if you are looking to um, get maybe like a, a little bit more insight on how the business works. Um, like the beauty business works, you'll definitely get more information from going through um, a different facility than versus um, talking to a chemist. A chemist can definitely guide you there, but you you learning actual business learning, you will see um, that turnaround a little bit faster with um, a private label or a contract manufacturer. Awesome, because the chemist is focused on getting your product to you, whereas the manufacturer has all the other. Okay, that's a good point um, to know. So I do know um, that with your company, um, tell us a little bit about your company that you have and how far you take your clients through the process. 
Oh, so we actually take our clients all the way to retail. So your your product will be in the final packaging and ready to sell to whoever your target market is. And we, and we start from concept. So um, once your formula is done, we help transition um, your product into manufacturing, um, whether it's through one of our manufacturing partners or a manufacturer of your choice. Uh, yes, my husband is my business partner and he has equal amount of experience as I do in the industry, but on the manufacturing side. So we both kind of work with our clients to help choose what's their best route as far as you know which manufacturer would fit their needs mm -hmm. and then we help them from that point on to get to launch their products i love it the husband and wife these wonderful <laughs> of color knocking down these walls um that are trying to keep that diversity out of the beauty industry i love it so when someone comes to you um what information should they already have to help the process so it can't just be this is what i want to do run with it like what should they have already um, when they come to the table? Um, I absolutely, you definitely should have a concept. So, and, and what involves your concept? I, I like to say a product brief um, because a product brief definitely help you organize all of those things, um, all of those thoughts and processes that I would need to order to make the product come to life. Um, but definitely have a concept, a target cost for your, for your product the ingredients you want to have, what type of packaging you want to put it in. It doesn't have to be physical, but having the idea or your thought process going towards what your product would look like once it hits the shelves is definitely vital information. Awesome. So you mentioned um, a target cost. So when, <laughs> when coming to you, like ideally, financially, how much money should I be prepared to spend, you know, from consultation to like, you know, moving forward? I would say um, based off of your project, because um, sometimes some projects take longer than others. Uh, so it's based off of the complexity of your product. But I would say between maybe like $5,000 and $12,000. Um, and that's going to include literally everything from, from consultation until manufacturing, right? So testing and things like that. Awesome. So um, it's costly, but not as costly as I thought it would be. I thought you were going to start at 10000 and then move up from there. So um, that is good yeah. to know. So with um, with working with brands, you know, individually, you have people like we talked about have um, created their products. A lot of people are really into natural and organic products right now. But at what point um, will we need to engage a chemist? I know some people, you know, pride themselves on everything is all natural, but there has to be something that holds it all together, like the egg or the flour for people who don't use eggs. You know, what, what makes everything stick and makes that um, that shelf life make it a good product? Um, I love this question because I do have I have quite a bit of experience formulating natural and organic products. So um, definitely preservation and stability, right? So making sure your your product is properly preserved and making sure that it's going to be stable enough that it's safe for your consumers once it gets in their house, shower, whatever they do with it, right? Because you can't control what your customers do, but whatever right. they do it has to be ready for that, right? So that I would say definitely consult a chemist at that step. Um, I would say you can figure out a lot of things on your own, but once you get to a point where you like your formula, like you like the way it performs and you like the way it feels, definitely validate those two things with the chemist. Awesome. So stability and preservation. 
All right. Yes. So those things we have to have um, for good products because we all know that um, home products don't last long. Like you can't have a mayonnaise protein treatment and still have good mayonnaise. Oh, no. <laughs> so you got to have something in there. So that's good to know because I think people feel like that if something is all natural, that there isn't something else added to it um, to make it, you know, last or, or have that shelf life that we're looking for. Otherwise, it's literally I'm making it custom. You use it right now. And then after that, it's done. Right. Yeah, I, I would definitely say, like, I encourage everyone to definitely consult, you know, if you make your products at home, definitely consult chemists about preservation. Um, the way that those ingredients work, natural and organic ingredients, um, they, they go through a washing process, um, just like every chemical does. But to, to classify it as natural or organic, it just goes through, like, a water wash. So it doesn't get everything off. <laughs> So you yeah. have to make sure your 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 preservative is strong enough to kill what you know whatever bacteria is on the product um, on the ingredient and enough to preserve your product for your consumer. Awesome. So, um, what um, when we come to you, we have what you said was the product description um, or the product details. What we want. How do we know that? a particular chemist is the right fit? Like, is there a specialization that all chemists have or can you just formulate anything? Um, definitely consult or inquire with the, your chemists of choice if they have the expertise to formulate um, the product you're looking for. We all come from different backgrounds. Like if you if you talk or you listen to any of any of any other chemists or any other chemists, they're going to have a very different story of how they came in to be a chemist, a cosmetic mm -hmm. chemist. So through their own journey and through my own journey, we learn different things from different people. And so our expertise is very wide. Um, and so, you know, I definitely would inquire and see if they can actually um, do what you're asking them to do. And then also they have to pass the vibe check. You know, <laughs> you're going to be working one-on-one -on -one with this person. Yeah, you're going to be working one-on-one -on -one with this person for an extended period of time. So if you if it doesn't feel right, you know, and you're not, you're not, your personalities are not meshing well, mm -hmm. it's probably going to be like that the entire time you're working with them. So definitely take that into account when you're, you're consulting this person is right for you. Awesome. So yeah, that vibe check is very important for any yes. type of service provider, because like you said, you have to have a really good working relationship in order for what you want to come out the way you want it to come out. Um, and you have to be able to communicate. So I definitely agree with that. Yes. So you mentioned like everyone's journey to where they got to be in their specialty. So tell us a little bit about your journey and what area you specialize in. Uh, it's a long story. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll, I'll sum it up. So I, I'm from Georgia, a very small town in Georgia. Um, and I got my bachelor's in chemistry degree from Bedalsa State University. Um, and through my through getting my my bachelor's, I learned about the cosmetic industry. I did not know about it before. Um, and so when I found out about it, I was like, I'm totally doing this. I actually was gonna go to pharmacy school, but I was like, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not doing that. I'm going to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be a cosmetic chemist, no matter what. I don't care. I don't care what anybody says. Uh, so I literally went. I was very ambitious um, with my job search um, at first, and I realized that it's very nichey. Um, so mm -hmm. and it's the industry is very hubby. So it's a mm -hmm. hub in, in LA, and it's a hub in the New York, New Jersey area. So, you know, uh, young Rachel thought that she had to move to New York to be a successful chemist. Um, and that's what I was going to do. Uh, and I learned that I didn't have to really um, 
moved to the area in order to find a job. I just had to expand where I would where I would be working, you know, just mm-hmm. open my mind a little bit more. So I, um, my first job in the industry was in Idaho, and I was there for five and a half years. And then um, I moved moved to New York because, like, it was always part of my plan. So right. I moved to New York for a different job um, in the same sector, but just how their business ran differently. And I wanted to learn a little bit more uh, about color cosmetics. Um, so I worked there until um, the pandemic, and then... I started my own business <laughs> and I, I love it. I love it because I can take everything that I've learned um, and apply it to the audience, you know, that I want to serve, uh, which is startup brands. I've worked with startup brands my whole career, but I, I noticed that, you know, there was a lot of issues that they were running into um, mm-hmm. when it came to launching their products, when it came to formulation and things like that. Um, and I think that, that most of the, no, it's a fact that most of these startup brands and most of these beginning brands have the best ideas. You know, they have the best right. ideas for products. They have the best ideas for marketing. And the big guys take those ideas. They're, you know, like P&G, places like mm-hmm. that. They're definitely watching the startup brands and what they're doing and they're, you know, adopting it. So I'm like, it's not fair. You know, like, it's not right. fair for your ideas to be stolen because, you know, you don't really have what the big guys have to, to make it come to life. So that's what I do. Like, that's my passion. <laughs> my passion is to just make myself available to to individuals that probably wouldn't, you know, probably would never be able to have access to me, you know? I'm glad you mentioned that about the big brands, you know, taking ideas, because that was going to be one of my questions. Like, how... Um, so again, going to our search and you know looking for the right person to work with, um, what is something that someone should look for in regards to their protections um, as the client? So if I come to you, how can I be sure that you're not going to you know take my my formula or my idea and turn it into something else or give it over to somebody else? Oh, absolutely. You definitely need to be up on legal jargon. <laughs> yes, everything is, everyone has lawyers, you know, in the in this industry, uh, whether it's just to go over contracts and things like that or actually create them. But definitely make sure that you have a mutual NDA in place before you talk to anyone. That's definitely going to protect you up front. If they're not asking for an NDA and you're sharing your idea, that is a huge red flag. Uh, so definitely make sure you have an NDA in place before you share intricate details of your product. Um, and also making sure that once you get in um, collaboration with whoever you're working with, how you can own your formula or own your IP, which is intellectual property. Mm-hmm. So if, to have that conversation up front um, instead of, you know, like once you're actually working with them. Um, that's that's for sure uh, the best way to protect yourself for people who will steal your idea because most people won't get into <laughs> they won't get into those conversations if they're trying to steal your idea. <laughs> right. So you're saying um, if I come and say, hey, Rachel, I want to book a consultation. Once I have it booked, I should send you an NDA to say, OK, I'm entering into a conversation with you. Can you sign this before we actually have the meeting or is the NDA coming from you? Um, most, most of the time. Um, I I initiated the NDA, so we have an NDA that we work with. Um, but if you, if most of the times people sign it and they send their own, which is fine. Um, so that we have overlapping NDAs, that's cool too. But I definitely sign NDAs with anyone. 
that shares intricate details with me. It's not necessarily upfront because the first consultation is more so us getting to know each other, if the vibe is right, mm-hmm. you to ask me, you know, to inquire if I can actually um, do your project in the time mm-hmm. frame that you're looking for. So that's the initial conversation. But once we get into ingredients and packaging and, you know, like all those details, definitely an NDA is in place for sure. Awesome. So um, before we close out, is there anything that we didn't talk about that you think is important for um, someone to understand if they are you know, looking to start their own brand and how they're you know, researching their options to get started? Oh, my gosh. I have a lot of pointers. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, I definitely would say uh, don't be afraid of private labeling. Um, you know, like even though I'm a chemist, um, and I am like, you know, I'm offering my services. Um, some people are, you know, they're not really ready for that point yet. Um, and they, and if you need funding to talk to chemists, you know, private label is a very great option to get your brand up and going very quickly. Um, and so you can, you know, get some income in order to, you know, fund your collaboration with the chemist. I think that that's the best route. And you get, you definitely can learn a lot about the business through the private label process. There's there, some private labels, their system is very similar to others. Um, so you you kind of get your feet wet with um, with the private label option. I also want to talk about like the difference between the cosmetic industry and the beauty industry, because uh, a lot of people don't know the difference, uh, but I am in the cosmetic industry. So uh, we work together. So the beauty industry, we work very parallel to each other. The way I like to describe it is the beauty industry is the people that sell the products, right? They sell it to the public, but the the cosmetic industry are the people that make it come to life as far as manufacturing, suppliers um, of packaging and ingredients. Like we have, it's a it's its own industry. <laughs> so um, we we provide services to the beauty industry, and we help each other. You know. Awesome. So that's kind of that's kind of like how it works. So when, when I say I don't say I don't have my own um, product line, it's because I'm in the cosmetic. <laughs> sometimes that gets a little iffy. Uh, if right. you have your own product line and you're currently like emerged in the cosmetic industry, right? Because you know I I want to learn about ingredients for formulation for my clients, not really ingredients for my own products and what I want to put in them. So just to keep it separate, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, no, no product lines. <laughs> definitely, thank you for clarifying that. Um, I think we spoke about that before about, you know, separating the two. So thank you for bringing that again to the forefront. And I like what you said about private labeling um, as an option to get started, um, to increase um, brand awareness, increase your funding so that you can take it um, to a chemist. So with private labeling, you definitely want to find a product that is very similar to what it is that you want to have. So that way, when you switch formulas, do you tell your, your customers, your target audience that you switch formulas? Like, how do you how do you make it known that, okay, this is the old formula and now we have a specialized formula? I definitely would do, I, I like to say rebrand or mm-hmm. a reformulation. So I, I love the, I love when brands switch from private label to, you know, maybe working with a contract manufacturer or a chemist because you get the same result um, as far as like formulation wise. You you get the same result, but it's just different terms. Um, but yeah, I think that it definitely will be, uh, you could say the words reformulation or mm-hmm. a rebrand. And But the rebrand is more appealing to me because you literally can update your packaging and right. your formulas at the same time because 
you know, that's part of it too. You can get custom packaging and really blow blow it up. You know, right. get your get your clients really excited about the new formula by having a new look, having new marketing, new everything. And you know, they won't they won't be so worried about <laughs> the formula. But right. I, I would say definitely say as far as like private labeling. Um, transitioning to a chemist. Um, some people do both at the same time because there are certain formulations that private labels don't offer, will not do kind of like over-the-counter formulations. So your SPF or anything that would require um, clinical testing. Yeah, right. some of them, they, they probably stay away from that for a reason because it's very it's a very robust system to, to produce formulas like that. Um, so some people work with the chemist and at a, with a private labeler at the same time to to really diversify their line. And I love it because with different, like I said, different formulators formulate different. So you're definitely going to have a very unique product line if you, you know, hire multiple chemists or hire multiple contract manufacturers to give you like what they're good at. Right. So like if your contract awesome. manufacturer is good at something and somebody else is good at something, bring it together so you have the best of both worlds in your product line. So you don't have to have everything coming from the same warehouse. You can definitely bring it in from different places and have one really good brand. So I like Absolutely. that. I Absolutely. Like that. I like that. Thank you again, Rachel, for joining me today. Um, I know we've been trying to make this happen for a while, so I'm super excited um, that you were able to come on. Um, so tell us how we can stay connected with you. Absolutely. Thank you so much for inviting me. I had such a good time. You can definitely check me out on Instagram uh, at the Charismatic Chemist. That's where you can get all the be behind the scenes footage of what I'm doing in the lab. All of the all of the fun stuff is there. Uh, you also can check out my website at www.thecharismaticchemist.com. That's where you can learn all about me, my background, the formulas I like to do, and also have book a consultation with me. Um, and so through, the, through that process, you'll be able to know um, my availability to be your chemist and also how I can better serve you. Um, what else? I think I'm on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> I don't tweet that much, but I'm, I'm definitely, I'm definitely going to get up and going on that because I definitely have a lot of thoughts to shoot off. But uh, you can find me on Twitter at CC Rachel Johnson. I love that name because... Copy me, yes, on all your emails. And also the charismatic chemists, yeah. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Yes. I think um, a lot of people are starting to give Twitter its second life. <laughs> so yes. uh, I've been hearing a lot of people talk about they're not on, but they're getting back on. So um, oh, I'm definitely, great. I definitely am. But the, the beauty industry, that's like the skincare space, the beauty industry on Twitter is absolutely amazing. Like if you're not on Twitter and you're a beauty brand owner, definitely check them out. Like the conversations that are had, the information that's shared is so mm -hmm. fast. And it's just available. It's it's really awesome. I see it, but I don't tweet. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm gonna get, get started. I promise. You gotta join the conversations, girl. <laughs> I do. I'm just like, but it just happens so fast, you know. I'm just like, oh my gosh, and then they're off to the next thought before I even get. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. But I love it though. You definitely should check. Yeah, definitely get on Twitter. Just create um, a profile. You don't have to talk like me. Right. <laughs> You can always learn something. You can always make some good connections to follow up with later. So love Absolutely. it. Thank you so much, Rachel. I have learned some really good things today. So I'm learning along with everybody else um, with this. Um, so some key takeaways. It's okay to um, start with a manufacturer or a private label before you move over to a chemist. Eventually, if you make your own products, you will need to engage a chemist to make sure you have preservation and stability. I use the right words. Yeah. See, I was paying attention. <laughs> 
<laughs> and it's okay to have different products coming from different warehouses into one amazing cohesive brand so yes. thank you so much it's been a pleasure speaking with you so today again make sure that you all join us we are back with business over brunch every first and third saturday so join us right here be sure to subscribe to our youtube channel again my name is kima i am your host and creator and we also have miss rachel johnson the charismatic chemist until the next time be blessed and enjoy whatever is on your brunch menu <laughs>